Chapter 9 The bed moved, waking me up. Easy, kiddo. I hummed as I opened my eyes, and the guy was moving away from me. I'm not going to hurt you, kid. Where am I? His voice was raspy from not using it in the last few days. You're in my house, your new home. I yawned, sitting up. No, I'm going home, he snarled. Sure, if you want to kill your family when you get hungry, I sighed. I am going to be blunt with you, kiddo. You're no longer human. You're a vampire now. And before you say I'm going crazy, or before you say I'm crazy, go look in the mirror and tell me your eyes are normal. Then open your mouth and tell me your teeth are normal. The young man went over to the mirror and looked in fear. How? he asked me. What's your name? I asked him. I'm not telling you that. He snarled at me. Okay, well I'm Moran. What's the last thing you remember? Some guy in the woods? He closed his eyes. His hand went to his neck where this, his scar is. He bit me. I tried to fight back, but then I felt really tired. That's... The sleeping agent in the venom. I hummed in agreement. Where am I? He asked me. I sighed. If you were attacked where I found you, on the trail about 30 minutes north where you were before, are you a vampire too? He asked me looking worried. No, kiddo. I'm a necromancer. We are the creators of the vampires. We're their parents and feeders of the vampires. I'm sure you're hungry. I slipped my wrist and held it out to him. Feed, little one. He looked uncomfortable, but he could not find, fight his instincts. And he latched onto my wrist. That's it. I whispered to him as I moved around him to pet his hair as he fed. He pulled away from me after a moment, licking his lips. Thank you. His eyes were now ruby red. Of course, kiddo, come sit. You and I need to talk. I led him to the bed and sat down.
how did this happen? He asked me. I believe it was Paul who attacked you. He is a member of a clan that leaves their children behind. But I found you on a walk. And because I fed you, I am considered your necromancer parent. I told him. Necromancer parent? He asked me. I hummed and nodded. A necromancer parent is a theater for the child vampire. For you, a turned vampire, you would be considered a child for 7 to 10 years rather than 18. Why would he leave me behind? The kiddo asked. Sadly, at one point, the rules and laws changed. I don't like the changes. That happened. I'm going to make a change again once I have the power to do so. But that means you are my child now. Now this is going to have some responsibilities on you because of who I am. Being the princess of the... Of two entire races is a lot of responsibility. Sadly, there's going to be some expectations to expectations for you because I'm your necromancer. I tell him, now, what is your name? I'm Ethan, he said to me. Well, Ethan, I'm Moran. And you don't have to think of me as your mom. You can just think of me as your big sister. I'll have Seth work with you while I'm in Egypt. Sadly, before I found you, we had a deposit found. And I have to take care of that. Once the positive is taken care of, then I will be back here to look after you properly. And work with Seth on teaching you on what's going to be expected of you and the rules and regulations of the clans. I tell him, what's a deposit? He asks me. A deposit is a group of vampires that have been drained of blood and put into a comatose state and buried in some sort of pit or cave or something along those lines. I explained to him. That's awful. Why would someone do that? He asked me. Sometimes it can be for putting a vampire away who is starting to lose their minds without their mate, child, or necromancer. Sometimes the punishment for what the vampire did is something like breaking the rules. Other times they put set vampires to sleep in a cycle through them. I never liked this tradition, never will. That tradition is illegal now, so the only time we find a deposit, it's our first priority to 
ensure they are released and figure out why they were put in there. In the cases of vampires who are losing their mind, which can cause them to go into a blood rage, which means they will attack anyone and anything, this normally due to losing their mate, necromancer, or child, or to finding their mate, someone to look after, like a child, a younger necromancer to look after, I explained. That makes sense, but what if you can't help them? What do you do then? I sighed and rubbed my face. At that point, we give them three options. We can put them back under and put them in the catacombs. We could simply put them down or we can have a Medusa turn them to stone. That sounds reasonable for something... Wait, hang on. That sounds like a reasonable response if someone is terminal. He nods as he pulls his legs up to his chest. I rub his back, smiling at him. Indeed. Now, I'm sure we both could use some food. I moved to my closet and pulled out some clothes for me and a set for him. Why do you have men's clothes in your closet? He asked me. I laughed. Sometimes they are more comfortable. I stepped into the bathroom to change as I laughed. Can I ask what is ex going to be expected of me with you as my necromancer? Ethan asked me. Right now, your responsibility is to learn the history and if you come into any powers, to learn those powers. Once you've learned that, you will then be seen as a member of the clan head family. Unless I die without having kids, you won't take the role of ruler, but you will have a spot as an advisor. I told him as we walked towards the dining hall. My uncles looked up at us, as did Hepsu. Moran, honey, who is this? Uncle A asked at me, glaring. This is Ethan. I found him in the woods, mid-change. Brought him home, fed him my blood, which means he's my vampire. I'm going to have Seth work with him while I'm in Egypt, I told my uncle as I headed to the top of the table and flopped in my seat and pointed to the seat on my right. Hepsu, you should be here. Ethan, you should be after him. My uncle should be on my left. When your father needs to be there, oh, I'm sure... 
if he ever comes home. I rolled my eyes. I understand that, but what if they do come back? Then what? And then they'll finally just when they finally decide to come home, if they're coming back before my coronation, great, then we can move around. But right now, I am the leader and current head of house. So, if anyone wants to bitch, complain, or anything like that outside of the family, I'm about to do is set my family as head of the table. They can kiss my... I cut off knowing that wasn't quite appropriate to say, but it's how I felt. After they took their new seats, the chefs and servers came out with food and blood. Where did you find the kit? Uncle A asked me. Uh, two days before we called you? I said to him. So I take it you're going back to the old ways? You know your mother and father are going to flip out about that. Uncle A asked rubbing his forehead. Let them flip out. You know, as well as I do, once I'm 21, they have no say no more. They can try to overrule me as king and queen, but as I am the head of clan, we both know the head of clan has more power than the king and queen. Surely anyone outside the clan would fall under their domain. But they do not care about their people outside the clan. I do, I remind him. This is true, but they still try and take that power away from you. They can try, but I'm pretty sure that a law was set into place years and years and years ago that it would make it impossible to take away the power of head clan clan head unless the clan head was determined to be harmful to the clan you know i didn't even know That was a thing, and I don't even want to know how you know all of this. Uncle A grumbled. Well, remember, I have a knowledge-based copy as my default copy power. When active, I can only call the knowledge I know, but I can also learn just by touching, say, a book. I have yet to try and activate it on a computer. I think that would give me a migraine and a half. And that, my dear ones, is the end of chapter ten 9. 
I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time.